Hey, welcome back to the Redacted Podcast. Uh, my name's Tommy. Shrikant. I'm Clay. And I'm Shrinath. Uh, today we're going to be discussing sort of a new doctrine, because it's a new decade. It's an idea called Stoicism. Uh, it was made by Marcus Aurelius back when he used to rule Rome. It's essentially about the indifference to obstacles and be able to overcome issues uh, without being overly emotional or overstressed. Personally, I'm a big fan of Stoicism, and I've been trying to like implement it in my daily life. Um, I've been trying to like overcome issues, especially in school, without being overly stressed and just being able to plan and sort of tackle obstacles in the most efficient and uh, effective way. I feel like um, stoicism is like applicable in a normal life, right? But I, I think someone shouldn't take it too seriously, because if you if you if you engulf yourself into actually just not caring about anything, then it's going to affect you in ways that are more negative than positive. You're actually going to start not caring about things that actually matter and things that could like hurt you later in life. That's what I feel. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily like apathy, so it's not. The idea is that you're not apathetic toward like things that are going on in your life. So let's say you're getting like you're constantly failing tests or something like that. And you're like, oh, it doesn't matter, bro. You know, I don't care. Like, that's not really what stoicism is all about. Um, it's more about recognizing things um, like for face value and saying that mm -hmm. things like, hey, this isn't really a bad thing. It's not evil. So let's just kind of move on. And then it's kind of like finding the good and everything. Um, that's the best way I could put it, just from my basic reading so far. Mm, uh, so, personally, I feel like stoicism is a good practice in some applications, especially, like, in business or politics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even, even some, like, scientific branches where you actually have to, like, take initiative to get something published or um, move forward and do more research. But I feel like in your personal life where you have to deal with like intimate relationships with family and all that, I'm not so sure if it's uh, such a good practice to implement stoicism in that aspect of your life. But that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, th should... I think that makes. Mm -hmm. Wait, uh, yeah, you should like you should let your emotions like you should let them be, but you you shouldn't really try to suppress them. I feel, but you should also like clay said take things for face value and if it if it really will not affect you in the next like day or so it it's really not worth it but see i don't think stoicism is about like suppressing emotions it's more about like it's more about recognizing uh, emotions as they happen and then um like acting accordingly and then yeah and it's i think it's more about control yeah 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 that's mm -hmm. that's yeah it is and, and yeah, yeah. A, a cool take i saw on it it's like essentially because there's things in your life you're not going to want to do but you have to like Definitely. taxes like there's certain responsibilities you're gonna have to burden that you don't want to burden that you have to take and so it's sort of being able to look at these responsibilities and be like this is an opportunity like this is an opportunity to improve and to sort of like face this kind of like monolith of a problem and just tackle it head on without having to avoid it procrastinate and do it efficiently and well uh and without being like overly emotional about it right like you could be mad about doing taxes it's annoying like like it's up to you if you get one number wrong it's it's detrimental to you like largely but um it's essential and you can't do anything about it so you just have to find a good in it and be like okay i'll do this it's for my future yes I, yeah, yeah i gotta do it so the whole idea is that as humans um we're living according to nature to god to uh providence is what marcus Aurelius calls it in meditations so we're living according to nature um and the idea, his idea, is that 
nothing of nature because nature is made by god nothing of nature is like inherently evil um things that we perceive as evil perceive as bad so taxes or someone yelling at you like nothing of that is like inherently evil because it's all from nature and nothing in nature is evil yeah, yeah. so the idea is that you are the one who decides whether something is good or bad it's all in your mind nothing is inherently bad and with that thought um that everything can is like up to you to decide whether something is good or bad the idea is that you want to make sure you want to think that everything is good and that um it's like more fulfilling to you because if you let things if you let yourself think that something's bad something is inherently evil it's going to weigh on your conscience and then just tear you down even further and it's going to lead to a yeah. path of suffering yeah so it's right. kind of like a perspective thing yeah exactly so well, so you take so you take on like an issue that's at hand and be like okay this was not made to like harm me it's just something i have to do uh -huh. and so like like homework is like a a lot of people call homework like a necessary evil it's yeah. like okay i can just get this done with like it's gonna prepare, it's gonna prepare me for tomorrow rather than take time out of my day to day like that's like an example of like kind of like stoic kind of like, like an opt optimistic view so it's basically just changing your outlook right yeah yeah and then another it's like a yeah go ahead tommy sorry uh, it's like a perspective thing it's like it's almost like a way of life way of thinking yeah it's pretty yeah. similar to um but like buddhism is what my boss was saying <laughs> He's like it's it's more of like a way of life. I don't know. I don't know is your, exactly. Is your boss a stoic? I, yeah, dude, Craig. So he was saying <laughs> Wait, Craig got fired me, though. He was like Yeah, Buddhism and Stoicism are very similar. And he said that he originally tried to consider himself a stoic and then he found Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And that he said they're yeah. pretty similar and that they're both not really like religions per se, but they have very very like similar tenets and they're both kind of considered like a way of life. Um, I don't yeah, know the yeah. basic so, pers personally. Reasons, so I, I, I feel like stoicism, well, at least uh, from the outside view. Like I haven't actually experienced. I haven't tried to implement stoicism inherently in my life, right? But from from the outside, I feel like Bo Bo uh, Buddhism is a way of life, while stoicism is like a way of thinking. You can apply yeah. certain parts to your life, but you don't. And have that, to that's apply kind it. of the nuance between the two. Uh huh. Is that stoicism? Like you can be like an everyday stoic and live like an entirely normal life. It's just an efficient one. Yeah, yeah. And wait, so Clay, you mentioned meditations earlier. Do you kind of want to elaborate on what that is just for the audience? Yeah, so um, meditations is the personal writings of Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius. Uh, he's one of the founders of the Stoicism school of thought. Um, a lot of what he says in the in like the, the book, so it's it's... I guess it's not really a book. Um, it's more of his personal writings. They weren't initially meant to be published. So while he was a Roman emperor, um, or before he was a Roman emperor, excuse me, he studied under, he was like a he was like a philosopher kind of guy. So he studied under like some of the high up tutelage of, you know, philosophers in ancient Rome. So he was a pretty smart dude. So then he later became emperor. So when he was emperor, he kind of wrote down things that he observed. Um, just like his personal thoughts, his philosophy, and then uh, that his writings later became meditations. So it was later published and made into this nice little book yeah. about stoicism. So yeah, and and so what he would do is he would go home and he would journal, not every day, but he would journal his actions 
pretty much like bi-weekly yeah and he would look at them and say okay this is the good from this week like this is what was efficient this is what worked this is what i can implement in next week and then he would look at it and be like these are the people who influenced his decisions and this is what i can learn from them and then he'd look at okay here are the actions that were evil mm-hmm. like we need to condemn these actions and like make gradual improvements over time so we don't make these evil actions anymore clay what's your what's your biggest take from that book like have you have you applied any of his um have you like have i applied how have i applied the things that i've read so far in the book so all right i'm only on like chapter three so give me a break here yeah but no i haven't even started um (laughs) the biggest thing that i've taken away so far is his thoughts on things that call that like cause self-harm so he has this philosophy of this like inner soul your inner being called like a daemon i think he calls it it's d-a-i-m-o-n so it's like your inner soul yeah Um, it's diamond and this is that thing that you want to keep pure because it sort of guides your decision making and your your thought process so the purer you keep your you keep your daemon like the more um in control uh you'll be over your thought process because like i guess scarring this 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 inner soul this inner daemon will like cause you to lose lose focus of like what's important and then how to how to get things done efficiently so i think like a lot of the stuff that he talks about his things that cause up farm there's like six things um number one is getting annoyed slash getting angry angry about things that happen to you like things that are from nature that happen to you number two is turning away from others or like hurting other people who you're close with or you love number three is succumbing to temptation or pleasure uh or pain number four is insincerity and dishonesty number five is ignorance and thoughtlessness about our actions and then number six is affirmation for others so his idea is that you can't do like any of these things because they'll scar your inner daemon and lose you to um they'll cause you to lose uh self-control over what you're doing so i think that's like the Mm -hmm. biggest thing that i've taken away so far yeah and and it's interesting because he would reflect on sort of like these six ideas and analyze like when they've like overtaken like his day yeah like so he like in the book like he'll analyze whether or not like he was dishonest or something and what what marcus aurelius also like to do and like kind of another key piece of stoicism is being able to live in the present not yeah. being too anxious about the future and not being too overly like self like overthinking about the past um this was just because uh they believed in an idea called like memento mori which is latin for remember you must die which is it's kind of pessimistic it's like okay we're gonna die one day but it, it, it he used it as a motivator like like the time we have in this life is limited so we might as well maximize the time we have to do the most good possible mm-hmm. and then yeah so that's kind of like at least what i've taken away is just like there's no reason like to waste time and to kind of like go down like a path with no end live your life like, to we, the i fullest. might as well like see if i can yeah exactly like, live your life to the fullest like see if i can make an impact in like the 70 years i'll be here and uh try not to waste too much time <laughs> doing something that's not going to be beneficial to me exactly and i feel like that's like more important in our current like world especially considering the way the school system is built because like we have to consider this book was written in like the 150s um um ad right so it's obviously like a long time ago and a lot of stuff has changed so obviously like when reading the book and like trying to implement his uh, kind of like ideologies you have to make some changes that is that makes the stoicism idea applicable to your life but i think that's what's so beautiful about this book is that a lot of the things he's talking about 
are they are all almost all of them applicable to our lives today um yeah his idea is like you need to cut out all that sort of uh looking for affirmation from others so like so if you're gonna apply that like today Mark Aurelius would probably hate social media and stuff, like looking for affirmation from yeah. others, looking toward others, Likes. as opposed to looking yeah. within yourself and for affirmation. Kind of, also kind of my favorite, my personal favorite thing for meditation. So if you're listening, uh, the book is only, it's it's divided into like a whole bunch of different books, but it's not that long. I think it's it's less than 100 pages. Like it's really, it's a really quick read. A lot of it is yeah. kind of like, it's kind of so much verbiage going on, but it's still pretty short. Uh, my kind of favorite lesson from it was how Marcus Aurelius does not care about if others are contentious toward him, towards him. Like mm-hmm. he recognizes that some certain individuals are always going to look for a fight and look for an argument, and he's willing just to look at them and say, "I don't like." He doesn't care. Don't care. Like, you can argue with me. You can don't argue care. with me don't all care. you want. Like I'm not going to change your mind. Like you're not going to impact me. And he's just going to walk away. And that's kind of my favorite taking from the book. Like recently, like if I argue with someone over something. I like to just be like, all right, whatever, and just walk away. Versus, I, I used to always get into like a whole bunch of heated, like long, drawn out arguments, but it has really no benefit. So yeah. just being it's, able to walk away, and be like, okay. That's not even. That's <laughs> not even. <laughs> it gets annoying at a certain point, though. Seems to realize when it's yeah. no, but like that kind of reminds me. I've heard of this like one quote where it was something. It's something along the lines of like it's useless to argue with a fool. Something like that. I don't yeah. know if you've heard I mean, it before. All they're, are, all they're looking for is a reaction. So if you don't give them a yeah. reaction, you're not. No, 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 no. It's not. Sometimes it's not even that. They like legitimately think they're right. Yeah, no, in Shurikant, that's actually like kind of spot on to what Marcus Aurelius is saying. Because he, he writes about, he's like, if you don't argue with them, like you prove that like you're at like in sort of inner peace. Because like you don't feel the need to have to prove yourself to others. Like you don't need to look for affirmation from this person who's trying to like contend you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you take away, you take away their main goal, and that's just to that's for like if they're condescending upon you or they're arguing arguing with you on something they think they're right. If you kind of like maintain your peace, you're taking away all of their power in that situation, and you're mm-hmm. you're you're giving yourself enough to like just walk by and not even care. Yeah, about and it. the big thing with well, that, yeah, if, if it's, it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead, true enough. No, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, like, if it's someone like who's higher up, like in the workplace or something, or, like your boss or something, then that's gonna be an issue because yeah. he well, has there, power. There's always there's now, always keep, keep in mind, to it. like Marcus Aurelius was the emperor of Rome, right? Yeah. So so he didn't have to listen to anybody. So arguments he didn't care about, but there's, sometimes it, like you have to care about them depending yeah. on who you're arguing with. It's it's just kind of like picking your fights. Well, it's also right? important so to note that a lot of the stuff isn't only marcus aurelius is thinking i mean it's thinking of lots of different philosophers like uh zeno veritas a lot of different guys have to come up with this idea so it's not just like him as an emperor but but also he's not saying that he's not saying that you you should like not listen to people who like know better than you yeah but sure enough just to kind of respond to that like a stoic way of looking at that is like kind of like the distinction between like what's a productive discussion and what's just like a contentious argument. Exactly. Like yeah. a contentious mm-hmm. argument yep. is like it's like we're both we're both being like dogmatic. Like we're not going to change each other's mind. We're not we're not going to reach a consensus. There's no benefit to be had. So why even have the like the argument? Just walk away. Versus like if you're like discussing like from a, like there's no like, you don't have to walk away from conflict if you're a stoic. Like you can have a discussion with someone from a different point of view and like reach a consensus. That's completely different. 
and sometimes right. it's important too. And you have it's, to... it's got to work like both ways too. Like if if yeah. you ex- if you expect the other person to kind of like be open minded, then you have to be open minded as well. Well, yeah. Even yeah, if, if they're think you're right. if they're just attacking you, it's not a productive productive conversation. But if ad they're, hominem, if they're yeah, if they're if they're employing the fallacy of ad hominem, but um, if if they're being constructive, if they're kind of telling you why they think you're wrong. But they're also like admitting that they also could be wrong. That's a constructive conversation. You both could yeah. benefit from that. Well, they, and that's yeah, something you should probably keep out for. You know, the idea is not to be stubborn. It's to be like in control of what you're thinking. Yeah, and we've definitely like touched upon kind of like, but there's like definitely like nuance between being stoic and being apathetic. Yeah, yeah. like stoicism is like, you, like out like inner innerly like you're being empathetic like you hear your side like their side and you know what they're saying you know what they're trying to achieve and then you're willing to gauge whether or not it's going to be beneficial for both of you to implement what they're going to achieve and so like for example like if someone's argument like arguing with you like you're being empathetic like okay they're arguing with me because they're looking for a fight but i know this isn't yeah. going to achieve anything and so yeah. the best solution is to walk away it's it's a pretty like analytical school of thought which yeah. is interesting which the value it, it makes of it, the situation yeah, it, it makes it pretty, like, somewhat difficult to implement, too. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of Marcus Aurelius writings, like, we talked about it earlier, like, they're pretty abstract, which means, like, they're applicable to nowadays. Like, there's no problem that it's going to be outdated. But to look at something completely, like, almost completely analytically and kind of, like, disconnect, like, any, like, emotions that are going to engulf you and, and cloud your thought, it's difficult to do. Yeah, and that's the whole thing about keeping your like inner soul pure, so that you aren't distracted by those things. His idea is that if you keep it pure, it's going to be easier to have a quote benevolent disposition. <laughs> that's what he says, dude. And the idea is also yes, that you're not like clouding your emotions, right? So you're not. Yeah, and it's really easy. your emotions. You're always just going to be happy because you're always going to be in control, and you're always going to be conscious of the things that are happening to you. And when you're conscious of the yeah. things that are happening to you and you know what's going on, you're not going to let them upset you. And because you're not letting them upset you, you're always going to live a happy life. Yeah, but how yeah, and possible is that? Like, how how plausible is you just gotta, that? Like, you well, just got to do the things you he says. You make yourself well, happy. No, no, no. Dude, this, like this is all, like, theoretical. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it right? is. Well, Obviously, so, you're going to run into road bumps. Like, it's, it's not going to be it's, cut and dry. It's like, highly applicable, but, like, there's no way you can achieve full stoicism. Yeah, but if you don't well, – it, think... it's not going to happen if you don't try. That's my thought. Well, let's think about it this way. You gotta try for it's it. like all Marcus Aurelius is really advocating for is to not be predisposed by your emotions, to be predisposed by what's fact and what's logical. Yeah. How difficult is that in everyday life? I don't think it's that impossible. Like if you're thinking like if you're making like a big decision in your life, like for example, like where to go to college, I know a lot of us are facing that now. Like yes, to be sir. stoic there, it's easy. You have a lot of time to think about it. You have a lot of time to sort of analyze the options and not be overwhelmed by your emotions. Now, like stoicism, I think it gets difficult when it's like off the cuff. Like when someone like sparks up an argument with you quickly and you have little time to react and actually think about it. I think that's really where like it becomes difficult to be an everyday stoic. But I do think that like being stoic, like in large decisions in your life is very much applicable and easy and beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, he says he says you have to be like disciplined. You can't just slack off and expect, oh, like oh, you know, I just won't think about like I'll just mindlessly do a task, right? Like the idea is that you should always be thinking about what you're doing, and everything that you do should have a purpose, and you should be purpose always thinking about what that purpose is, how what you're doing 
your actions how do your actions um fall in like line with that purpose like do they fall in line yeah yeah so go ahead and do the action yeah but before like you should always in think my... before you act i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah and that's kind of like my favorite stoic has always been steve jobs like that's kind of like what you've been saying clay mm -hmm. like uh, one of steve jobs is when he gave a speech at stanford he would said that he would look in the mirror every day before he started his day at 5 6 a.m and say if today was the last day of my life would i do what i'm about to do today and then he said if the answer was no too many times in a row he would change his schedule and so i kind of thought that, that was always interesting that he's yeah. kind of analyzing the impact he's going to make before he even takes a step towards that impact and i think that's kind of like a really important teaching and you learn you learn a lot and you plan well for the future and you're not really surprised by your outcome when you get it yeah i feel like it's important like it has a huge impact on your time and um it kind of like makes use of your time and as clay said before everything has a purpose so you're not wasting anything but personally i feel like in every in everyday life i feel like something like minimalism would be more applicable i feel like if you're not if you're not letting the lows get to you and the highs get to you and you're just kind of maintaining this really really like horizontal or flat emotion throughout your life i feel like that's just taking the point away no, that, that's that, that's why I like wanted to touch on minimalism. Just I would bit, want I, like, to let something affect me negatively. So like, I I just don't. No, no. The idea is is you can like let it man. happen, but you're thinking about it, and you're not gonna like let that upset like upsetness that it's gonna cause yeah. you. You're not gonna let that like yeah. harm your sure, other actions. The idea is not it's it's not to avoid all negativity yeah. and positivity because it's gonna happen. It's, it's to be able to deal. Yeah, it's to be able to deal with the negativity in an efficient and an effective way. Uh huh. Like, so it's, like you like, can like, you can still let it affect you, right? Like yeah, the negativity yeah, like, itself. Like if you fail at something, like of course that's gonna affect you, but you're gonna be able to deal with it in the best. So like a stoic example would be, let's say you like fail a math test or something. Like that's obviously okay. like it's inevitable. It's gonna affect you in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing like the anti-stoic thing, which would be to like get overly emotional about or it, like, get argue super with upset the about and it, stuff. and and argue with the teacher, like be like, oh, I'm not a math person. Just like blame like, the on stoic others, thing, all that kind of stuff. The, the stoic exactly the stoic thing would be like okay this was a mistake like this event happened like there's nothing i can do about it like there's nothing that can be done like that's the first thing to realize and then you're like okay how am i going to improve upon this maybe you watch some youtube videos maybe you study a little bit more maybe you get a tutor like those are all like kind of stoic actions to take to be able to realize that what happened now is negative can't be changed but we can improve for the future so isn't that literally just being optimistic yeah okay that's uh, that's that's what i was thinking like because that's you can, that, you, you, you're literally you can, you can describing apply, like, an optimist you're, yeah you can apply like certain parts of stoicism and like not call yourself a stoic yeah well you, yeah i mean yeah. it has it has I tons feel like it's of not about the on like just even like christian well, like the, doctrine the thing is the thing is it's it, i wouldn't say much. it's so much optimistic because optimism kind of like implies that you're ignoring the negative like optimism is like you only look at the good side well like, optimism a stoic is, is a it's an it's like it's like a you're looking forward like you're not saying that failing one math test will bring you down even further. You're saying failing one math test will help you learn in the future, and that's kind of what you you've been describing to me. Well, not yeah, really. It's I kind mean, of like I... it's kind of like looking for the positive because yeah. thinking that optimism is completely ignoring the negative, I feel like is a very narrow-minded way of yeah. thinking of it. You're like grouping I mean, it's... stuff into like bad and good. I mean, you're kind of you're kind of having to look at like the good and the bad and seeing what good can come out of it, and you have to realize that like the bad, like there's nothing you can do to change that. Like I feel like optimism is just is just like oh this is like a learning experience. Stoicism is more about like this is a negative event. Like I realized this was bad. Like or like or like it's it. not really like necessarily saying it's bad. 
It's saying it happened, and this is what we're going to do. Uh, this is how I'm going to yeah, react like, to this event happening. It's not like, oh, this terrible yeah, thing happened. Honestly, it's, you this happened, and we're stuff just going to have to deal with it. innately bad. Honestly, yeah. I'm with Clay. It, it's more of like a reactionary thing. Okay. But I, I, kind, I kind of see where Shrikon's coming from. Like, it, it does sound like it has a lot of optimistic values. And I think oh, optimi yeah, for sure. optimism is like kind of a different way of thinking. Because I feel like it's more comparing like worse or better instead of just grouping good and bad. You, it's, you have to compare everything. Like you have that gray area in between good and bad where you shrink. can actually the idea is that The idea of stoicism is that there is no good and bad. It's just what you think of it. Everything's nature. Well, nature isn't good or evil. Everything is what you think. I mean, it's of it. good. It's good a, because a it's nature. Test is good, but it's not like evil. You know, you're living according to the natural order of things because you're just a human. You don't have any yeah. control. No, but that's over that's a given. Like that's nature. a given. Literally, like you, it, it's it's given that you make of whatever happens to you. Like that's yeah. Whatever happens to you is what you make of it. That's a given. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no there's yeah, no so like I, bad. I, I, so what, I think what, what he's trying to say is like you can't group it into stoicism. Like it's just a fact. Yeah, like, that's not that's not something made clear by stoicism. That's something made clear by living. Like what the is? fact the fact that um whatever happens is what you make of it. Like I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like that that's like a stoic ideal, but I think that's kinda like you're kinda touching upon it pretty well it's like the underlying reason for stoicism like yes. it's like it's, it's not a stoic way of teaching but it's kind of like the causal link between like like how a stoic reacts and like sort of like their reasoning for reacting that way no i I'd definitely i definitely reason. get what clay is saying like the fact that you make of like whatever happens to you and you, whatever you make of it is actually what happens to you and the fact that you can control that and the fact that you have to control that to have a better outlook in life that's stoicism but i feel yeah. like that's that's just optimism. That's what I how? feel. I mean, because, where do you draw the line? How do you define optimism? That's really okay, what it comes down to. I define to. optimism as kind of just always looking forward. Finding, like, there's going to be stuff that are innately worse than other things. Like, I mean, that's not, okay, that's not optimism. Optimism is just, like, something will always be, like, like, something will always have something favorable toward it. So, Clay, wait, Clay, what do you think, what do you think the line between optimism and stoicism is? Well, the thing is that, like, the way I see it and the way most other people see it is that optimism and stoicism, like, there doesn't really need to be a line that's drawn in the first place, right? Because stoicism, it kind of is, like, finding the good stuff, right? Finding, you know, the, op the optimistic side of, of things that happen to you. Now, the idea is, I guess, if you want to draw a line, you could say that optimism kind of implies that a, a, it kind of implies that like bad things aren't gonna happen, right? Now, if you want to say it doesn't imply it, then eh, I guess it's a, a kind of a different discussion. But let's say let's say optimism implies implies that only good things are gonna happen, and that nothing like bad is gonna happen, right? Okay. So socialism is sort of like reality is gonna happen, right? Neither good nor bad. You're not assigning reality to be good nor bad, right? So the idea mm -hmm. is that Stoics are like realist people. Um, knowing that anytime something i guess that we might consider like bad as non-stoics we might consider it bad so let's say you lose a bunch of money or your country gets invaded or you lose <laughs> i don't know i guess your parents or something okay. now the idea is that you know as a stoic you're conscious and you know that these things can happen at any time right 
So that I, you could consider that that thought, that looming doom, impending doom, is I guess you consider that like you could consider that pessimistic, because you're like, oh, these bad things could always happen. But the idea is that you're being realistic in knowing that these bad things could happen. Yeah. But at the same time, you're also being optimistic. Optimistic, so you know if that if these bad things happen, yeah. you could still thrive while it's all happening. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think Clay hit it on the head because I I think optimism kind of deals in absolutes because what's optimism contrasted with pessimism where you only only look at the good and then (laughs) pessimism is you only look at the bad stoicism is basically saying let's look at reality and then we can assign what's positive and what's negative and then we can improve upon what's negative all right let me jut in real quick um this is what google dictionary tells me optimism is (laughs) hopefulness and confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So yep. that I, is kind of what I build my argument off of. It's not just saying everything is good or pessimism in contrast, everything is bad. Pessimism is basically just, um, I mean, optimism is basically just, I'm going to try to make the best out of any situation I'm given right now or in the future. And I feel like that is maybe the premise of stoicism because no it's stoicism not and here's is... why it's not because marcus aurelius what he did was he journaled to dwell on the negatives and the positives an optimistic person would not dwell on the negatives marcus aurelius mis- made it an emphasis to dwell on the negatives and to dwell on things that drew back from his life to improve upon him optimism would just skate over this and be like oh well although i may have failed this math test at least it's an opportunity to learn marcus aurelius would have condemned the action that's the difference that's not the that's not the example. I kind of right? honestly, I kind of see what Tommy's saying here. It's like it's like understanding when things are bad. Um, it, like stoicism is understanding when things are bad and not just kind of like not condemn like not ignoring it. Like the example Tommy made, where um, failing a test, if you're a stoic, you would condemn the action, but um, when you're an optimist, you would say, okay, at least it's an opportunity to learn. Yeah, and not kind of dwell on how it's actually a bad thing that you failed the test. Yeah, that's I don't know. Kind of... I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're necessarily competing philosophies. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are. No, I, I feel like there, there is definitely like overlap. It just, I think the overlap is the whole thing. And then, but now, now I'm kind of like shifting away from that view because the the point that Tommy and Shreedoff made was it's really effective, right? But I feel like optimism is just half of stoicism. Or yeah. at least I that, feel like that it's a upper piece half. Of it. Still, systems like yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. I guess you could like, say. You I guess you could say. Define it as like looking forward. Yeah, it's a lot of the elements have like, a lot. Of, they have this, a lot of the same elements. Like, but you also have to remember that stoicism has an emphasis on living in the present. So yeah, like like optimism, uh, where yeah. like the idea of like optimism is like we're always gonna look to the better. Stoicism is like the difference is stoicism's like we're gonna make the better for now. We're not gonna wait and kind of like. Just like sit and be like, oh, better times are upon us. It's like we're gonna look at the evils that are in our present day, and we're gonna be able to like, kind of like, uh, change them for the better. So, so we're wrong, actually, we're wrong in trying to draw a line between the two. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, yeah. sure they have some similarities, but like stoicism also has some similarities to pessimism in a way. Yeah, they're not they're, competing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I was I was thinking about this before, and originally I thought that the movement of minimalism compared to stoicism were two fairly different things but after talking about it for a bit i can see like they're pretty similar and i think 
minimalism is more of like a stoic ideology in the material world wait yeah. sure enough sure enough what describe is minimalism, minimalism. yeah so yeah, like sim- simply put minimalism is kind of like getting rid of anything that doesn't bring you happiness yeah so it's basically el- eliminating useless things from your life yeah. so it's, it's like if you're mainly, dusk- mainly in the material context so like if you have like a let's say crap ton of silverware that you don't use get rid of it you have no purpose for it it doesn't yeah. make you happy but if you have like a bunch of books like it's literally like you have bookshelves on bookshelves but it makes you happy then keep it yeah. like i feel like too many people are like caught up on the idea like it's it's it has it you're kind of like giving up stuff that uh is considered luxury but it still makes you happy yeah. it's it's not really that it's giving stuff giving up stuff that doesn't make you happy yeah so it gets to be realistic too right yeah of like, course. So it's like if your if your desk is cluttered full of like random curios that don't really have a purpose, like you're like, yeah. okay, this doesn't bring any benefit to me. Might as well just toss them out. You can't you can't just tell right. yourself I mean, that it, you might use it in the future because you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're not like if you're it. not if you're not using it, then get rid of it. So how do you think that ties into stoicism as being more applicable? Mm-hmm. Okay, so so sto- stoicism, like you said before, it's kind of like is is being real realistic, right? You're kind of like evaluating the the bad and the good and yeah. kind of no, making just, a decision you're, just, you're based evaluating on that. you're evaluating reality yeah right and that that, that i feel like minimalism has like a huge huge similarity of that because the reality is if you're not going to use something then get rid of it it's going to make you happier yeah and i feel like you could definitely argue that like minute like i because I, I know you mentioned that you don't think they're the same but i feel like the argument definitely can be made that minimalism is like kind of it's almost a stoic way of looking at like your possessions right it's, it's kind of like the material way the material kind of like aspect of stoicism i mean yeah, it's like an application of relationship it. is hierarchical and it's like, important it's I, I, I wouldn't call i wouldn't call it an application because it definitely does have its differences and because I feel obviously like... the way you think about stuff and the and actual like actions in the material world are going to be different but and I, I also feel like kind of that point that you're making that we're all making is it's, it's a little bit of extrapolating from stoicism because i don't think marcus aurelius actually writes about minimalism like he was a roman emperor no, he, like, he probably had tons of like lavish stuff that he didn't have any use for but he doesn't really condemn it or say oh we don't it's not purposeful so don't have it so i feel like it's more just kind of like a modern day implication rather than like no of course and it, it yeah. could it could have definitely evolved from stoicism but yeah but i i i that i'm not too sure on I also because... do think minimalism is a really interesting way of life, but it's also like, I feel like some people get carried away. Like, I feel like it's really easy to get carried away and have like three pieces of silverware, where it's like, it's almost like a burden. Of course, that's like, that's like way too extreme. You have to be realistic to live kind of comfortably in a min- minimalist kind of like way of life. Yeah, and yeah. it's cool because we talked about this earlier with stoicism, it's kind of finding that happy medium. Like, like you don't want to be overly apathetic and be way too stoic to the point where you're like emotionally just like not there. Same thing with like minimalism. Yeah. You want to have just possessions that bring you value, but not have such little possessions that's now burdensome for you to like complete basic tasks. Like if you only have right. like one shirt, one pair of pants, one pair of socks, one pair of underwear, it's like, okay, I got to wash it every single day. It's like, that's a burden now. And this is all based on your discretion. You have to value things based like on what you truly think. And mm-hmm. that's that's no, personal. yeah. So um, back to what Tommy was saying about only having one pair of clothes. Um, so <laughs> one one great resource like Marcus Aurelius is to stoicism. Uh, there's this one YouTuber named Matt Diavella. I watched Matt Diavella. Yeah, like no, I, 
yeah, he, he, he makes YouTube videos on like minimalist way of uh, living. And um, in his wardrobe, he actually has the same colored shirt, but like 14 to like 20 different pairs of them. And like the, he wears one pair of black jeans. And like he has Zuckerberg. Like pairs of socks, but they're, they're the exact same. Yeah, it's Because like he didn't see any... He doesn't see any need to get different colors. He's trying to it reduce bring that distraction happiness. in his life. Right. It, it's also about distractions. It's not it's just about happiness. It's, it's also like about a, distractions. Yeah, it's like an efficiency because it's obviously going to help. Like, his life... Like, I, wa I watched his um, 30-day challenges the for a year. polo all the time. <laughs> nah, bro. I'd be wearing polos. Nah, straight up wear that polo because it fit nice, though. <laughs> not going to lie, though. But, um... Polos wait, and a sweater vest hit different. Matt Devella. It's like the apostrophe yeah. of Ella. Yeah. So um, I watched his, um, I think it was like a year-long challenges where he tried a different thing for 30 days to see if it worked or not, like cold showers or waking mm. up. Oh, I really do like those. Alarm or stuff like that. And I'm, I'm thinking like, though that might not like directly correlate to being a minimalist, he's trying to make his life better. Yeah. By changing things in his life, and yeah, I feel like both stoicism and, and minimalism and so, yeah, and so, have that aspect. Like they're both kind of just like modes oh. of like self improvement. Now that we're kind of shifting away from stoicism, like what's y'all's take on like sort of like the self help guru stuff, where you're getting up at like yeah. four in the morning and like what like what's your take on that? Like where you get up at like four in Wait, the morning. Sure not, okay, okay, yeah, actually, I want to talk about that for a like, little be bit. Like super, so, right. like that's sort that... of like emphasis on efficiency and like improvement. Like what's y'all's kind of take on that? So okay, it's kind of like stoicism like evolved. Because it, it kind of just takes a lot of the stuff from stoicism. Like it's a like self-discipline to the highest order. No, I feel like that's yeah, hella extreme. So I'm not going to lie. Um, that I feel like you just can't function in modern-day society waking up that early. And Matt Diavella... <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, 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 look. Okay, Matt, Matt Diavella literally did a um, video where he, like, wakes up at 5 a.m. every day for, like, a month straight. He couldn't do it. And No, no, he said he said it didn't help him at all. It, yeah. it, it, it impacted no, no, his life negatively. No, he said he wouldn't continue it after so he, that. Period. Exactly. He, he, he stopped doing it. Like, he, yeah. he, he doesn't think it brought him value. I have to watch and that video. Especially considering, like, uh, like how, how jobs work and... Um, they're, they're restrictive work hours for most people and the school system like waking up that early just doesn't make sense there's so much in life that little, will stop you from doing the things that <laughs> also, you no like, clay clay in, in, clay <laughs> you fail to consider that people actually have stuff to do outside yeah. of yeah. other in i mean yeah and, and, and every day it's going to change it's very oh, it's not like saying, one set schedule saying, unless unless okay. unless you huh are you saying like people who will get up at 5 a.m despite going to bed at like one no that's just stupid no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, There's like, even whole... going to bed early. Here, let me like, summarize. Yeah, I'm missing out on stuff. I don't, I don't like, really Clay, know what you guys are talking about. Clay, let me summarize it. So there's this sort yeah. of like new genre of living. I'll call it a genre because it's kind of like <laughs> it's very, okay. it's very similar to the way every single person does it, where they go okay. to bed at like seven or eight at night. Like they wake up at like three or four in the morning and they grind for like three hours before they even start their day. They'll like read a whole bunch of books in the morning. Like they'll do basically like all this like super efficient like self-help stuff like to start their day off and then they'll shower and then they'll go do whatever. But they have this like three hour window before they actually begin their day where they're like hyper efficient and they'll do all this like crazy self-growth stuff. I don't know. Sounds good to me, but. But the, then, then like, again, they why? cut three hours off of their evening where you're not adding might be three hours off. to your day if you're getting the same amount of sleep. That's that's, that's no, just no, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you have to you have to make sacrifices. Just to play so, devil's advocate, it's, I feel like it's more of like a reset button because I feel like you would not be motivated to do that after you've gone through your whole day. But at the yep. same metric, you could probably it's like do starting that the day off done right. anything. 
Yeah, it's like starting the day off right and just draining all your energy into the stuff that you really want to get done. It's like kind of like priority setting. So my problem like, is it. Let's do the most important things in the beginning of the day and then kind of set the priorities from there. I mean, my it's thing just with knocking it, it down. Is this is all based on the schedule that you have. Like, I if mean, you work nine to five, you'd probably wake up a few hours before if you actually want to get stuff done. In the I mean, my kind of thing. My kind of thing is like, like the self discipline it takes to do that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And, and usually, like, the time it takes to build that self-discipline, I don't think it's worth it. And, and you could probably off. use it, like, because think know, about it, like, the only, kinda... the only thing compelling you to get up that early is yourself. Like, there's, like, I feel like, like, when I get up to go to school, it's like, I don't want to get out of bed. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, I have to because I have to go do some responsibility. Maybe I have, like, a debate practice. So I kind of have, like, a responsibility to others. But, like, when you have a responsibility just to yourself, it's really hard to self-motivate. Right, and and Clay, you said like self discipline is a good thing to have, but I think you can build it in other ways like sports. Or oh, like oh, out. oh, yeah, no, no, like like waking up it's five just priorities for is, different people is, is isn't the best way to build it. Yo, Loki, that's a little extreme. Before next podcast, we should all do this. We all get up at four a.m. for like two weeks, and then two we, <laughs> we weeks we see Bruh. what people we Bruh, are. You, Tommy, you know I'm late <laughs> to school every day. You know I can't do that. Yeah. No, if we do that, we won't be late to school every day, though. Dude, the only difference is I'll be getting up at, I'll be getting up <laughs> no, no, no. at 4 and not going let's, to bed Let's just do it for one school week. Yeah. No, dude, check out. We can't even do that. We got swim practice every day. Bro, I don't know. Personally, though, when I get up at 5.30, I feel great. As no, 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 no. The first week no, 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 of second no. semester. Play, it's I'll, just going to be forms and stuff. I'll agree. Maybe for like a day or like a week, it'll feel good. But doing it I continuously, don't... like when, when no. you have different challenges thrown at you, yeah. like let's yeah. say Honestly, you have a bunch of homework one day, you have to stay up really late. Honestly, yeah, that's, not gonna that's, self, some, that's something you may not expect, like, but you have to deal with it. thing I need to fix is my sleep schedule because my sleep schedule is so like non Tommy sleeps so late. Holy crap. I've seen this man Tommy online at like 2 a.m. My sleep schedule is bipolar. Like it sneezes. <laughs> like I'm serious. Polyphasic, awesome. polyphasic, bro. I don't, I don't. No, sleep that's for... that sometimes happens to me, Tommy. Like, polyphasic like, sleeping's elite. Like I, I won't sleep. I won't sleep for eight hours in one sitting. Like I'll sleep for either three or like nineteen. Like it's not, it's not good. See the thing for the thing for me and Shrinoff is, we it's either it's either mediocre or really bad. It never gets really good because yeah. swim practice is just in the middle of our day. We just don't have that time to take a nap, and I, I really would love to. Oh, no, after swim practice, I always take a nap. I'm tired. After I'm so swim tired. practice, I come home, and I try to do as much homework as I can, but if I'm, if I'm like, really tired, I'll just go to bed at, like, 10. But if I'm not, I'd probably just, like, call some of you guys, call Ryan or something, and then I'd go to bed at, like, 3. There's this one week before deep. break I was I was up to like three thirty. How beneficial do you guys think sleep actually like how beneficial do you guys think sleep actually is? I need I oh, need sleep just really to bring beneficial. me through the day. I don't think it really does much more than just keep me alive. I, I like honestly dude, I think sleep is like I don't know. I don't I don't we have an odd relationship, but like I feel like there's some week like the my most efficient weeks is when I sleep for like three hours a night. Like, yeah, like, and like, I don't yeah, see any. No, yeah, no. I've gone okay, so wait, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing the next day? Tommy's are you like built differently, bro? I'm going to school. Tired. Like, I'm getting up to school. Like, I'm going to bed at like three in the morning, getting up at six and going to school. Okay, well, for me, for me, if I if I stay up really late, Why? it's usually working on something that um I kind of enjoy doing. Oh, I'm always working. Right, on and something. the next and the next day, like let's say I have to do something with that project I was working on, but I enjoy yeah. doing it. Yeah, sure. That yeah. that that's when I'm efficient. Sure. That's when the I believe I'm is, efficient. I'll take on like six responsibilities at once. Like I'll be like, all right, I have a Lang project. I have 
like uh, Chem knows to do. It's like, all right, let's work on the nonprofit a little bit. It's like, all right, let's talk to some Team Liquid people. That, let's just check on the community. I'll do this thing all let's at once. Let's just slide in the esports. Until I crash at like 3 in the morning, and then I'll get up at 6 30 and be like, all right, let's do it again. Time no, moves yeah. by fast. The, the, day, the days that like I sleep at 3 is because I'm talking to someone. I'm doing work that I, I enjoy. Like, I'm either doing some data science stuff or I'm like doing math because I'm an Indian. It's kind of stereotypical. Oh, but, like, no. It, it's, it's something that you kind of enjoy that'll bring you to not sleep at the normal so, time. So, do you think doing stuff you enjoy is more beneficial than sleeping? For me, it is. Yes, for me, it 100%. Is. For me, it I, is. Personally, I do no, feel no, no. like it. I wake up in the morning every day. I once got eight hours of sleep. I was just as tired, if not more tired. Yeah, dude, what, what's up with that, dude? That happened to me, too. I, that and I'm just so like, mad. screw this. I'm not going to try to get sleep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, screw up my homework. I'm not going to screw up Listen, the stuff I, that I want to do for myself I just, just think, to get more sleep. Well, it's not think, even going to help. I just think, like, insomniacnic, is that even a word? Insomniacnic tendencies is pernicious at best. It's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely isn't. It's not it. But, like, but personally, I feel like for my future, doing stuff I enjoy is going to pay off. I feel like More. getting sleep itself, like getting sleep at all, is kind of the barrier. Like that's what you need. That's hey, there's short-term need. solutions to it, like caffeine. Yeah, I mean, you we'll got like caffeine. Yeah. It's a vicious. Li- it really are y'all is addic- a vicious Are y'all level. addicted to coffee? Hundred percent, I am. Hundred percent. I drink. Like, coffee. I can't. Like, I can't stop. Like, if I feel I, the least bit tired, I drink coffee. So like, how, if, how, if I don't get coffee, if I don't get if I don't get coffee, I'm taking a nap during the day, like without a doubt. Really? Like. Yeah, I don't, yeah, dude, I don't, I don't I do. I don't do caffeine in the morning. Tommy, how I don't know Tommy how. Live, I don't know bro. how you don't do caffeine. Oh yeah, neither do I. I don't. I don't drink coffee in the morning. I'll drink well, coffee. Tom, in the Tommy weekends. goes. Tom, you do. You drink what? I drink. Only times I drink coffee, right? It's the day of a physics test, <laughs> and on the weekends, <laughs> during the day, it's the only times I drink. No, coffee. see, I, I've, I've. Okay, so for like the first couple months of school, I would drink coffee every day because I just couldn't stay awake. But recently, I've been trying to like cut it down and drink tea instead. So that I would drink, I would save like coffee for like tests and stuff, right? Because caffeine no matter, is obviously a drug. You're gonna build tolerance. Dude, to it. hot drinks so are I'm trying nasty. to slow it down as much as I can. Change my mind. I don't like hot drinks. Hot, you don't drinks? Like hot drinks. I mean, I can't change your mind. It's a preference. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. that's just that's that's something you kind of got. I mean, change. I have a I have like a caffeine thing that you put in your water, and I just take Caffe- that straight <laughs> some days. That does not sound healthy at pill? all. It's not. It's not. You're, it tastes awful. Too. You're popping pills like, at six in the morning. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Shrikan. Nah, no, some of these, away, some of these athletes really be doing that though. Pre-workout has hella caffeine. Oh no, I, 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 dude, I once took yeah, one of those like 250 more. milligram caffeine pills before a swim race, bro. I dropped like three seconds in that shit, bro. And that's a lot. That's a lot of time. You might that's as well just take out of context. Oh no, you get like the Adderall cold sweats. You're like, oh lord. Uh-oh. That's, that's enough of this conversation, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get back on track. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like where that went, though. I, I, I digress. Anyways, like, I, I feel like sleep is important. Uh, maybe necessary for most. Maybe not us. Maybe we're just built different. Maybe we're just weird. Like, yeah, uh, bro. Maybe we're, we're so we're used at to at least six hours a day. I feel like Clay sleeps day. the earliest out of all of us. I feel like it's just grind culture. Like that's just grind culture. Like kind of like grind culture. Like grind, cul- Y'all grind cultures much. is like doing work instead of sleeping. Like that's pretty much what all it is. I'm not Y'all gonna lie though. Much. Like I, 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 I hate it. I hate how my sleep schedule is right now. Uh-huh. Oh, facts. Me too. It's so bad. Did, did change. I, it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm fairly confident that's gonna pay off in the future. But I hate it. Right um, now, it just, it's not great. 
that's kind of stoic by itself. It's like grinding for now. It's it like, kind of yeah. goes back. It kind of goes back to like your personal values and whether you value yeah, your work, work or you know your personal happiness and well-being. Uh, family yeah, your time. Vibe. So if you value grinding like that, which I then, personally don't, then, then enjoy it. Power to you. But I feel, I feel like it's, you really like it has to be something you enjoy, but also something that will not only give you like happiness now that'll probably help you in your future right it probably will i, I mean it depends what you're talking for. to tommy like working on his non-profit instead of sleeping like that's something that's going to really help him yeah, okay. and, then, and, like, and you enjoy it right work. tommy what you say you you enjoy working on your non-profit yeah i enjoy right? it yeah. yeah yeah like very so, like, rarely i'll be up actually almost never i'll be up past like 1 or 2 a.m working on something i don't like okay I yeah, agree that's with that. that's the problem that. if if you're, I, if you're I up always, at 1 a.m. Like, doing stuff you hate, that's like, what's wrong with you? Stuff no, I agree, Clay, I agree. Here, all respect to Mr. Stapleton, but sometimes when it's like 1 a.m. and I got a laying thing to do, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> no, I just don't exactly. read it, There's spark no notes it, that, or like opinion. Google the summary or something, and then I just pull up and just flow with the discussion. Like, I don't have enough energy Shukan exposing himself here, bro. You gotta understand. I walk Ooh. in half the time without the reading in my hand, and I'm just like, I go up to Stapleton. Shrikan, I'm like, Stapleton, I didn't read it last night. Can I have a copy? Dude, you should and just plead the Just plead the fifth, bro. There's no hole. The yeah, there's Get no out hole. I've, no, I've already dug myself into the hole. I'm fine right now. Like, I'm okay with where I'm at. But no wait, wait the, do you guys ever have like days where you'll just like not do any homework and work on extracurriculars or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, and th what? those are the best days. Those oh, are yeah. the days. Those are the days where I have to write my debate cases. I don't do anything else. Dude, those are the days where I like I work on my GitHub and I work on like other Get, stuff that yeah, I work on some like programming projects, some computational chemistry. I work reports. on my portfolio and my resume and stuff like that. So I feel like this is kind of like dying down, like a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little yeah. bit, yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any... Tommy, you want to wrap it up? Any, any closing any remarks? Anything yeah, yeah. you want to get off your chest? <laughs> no, I think we touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Hey, but Chloe, personally... make, sure, make sure Tommy and I, like, our, con our uh, comments about Lang are kind of kept to a... Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, it's fine. All right, I'm going to do the outro <laughs> right quick, if that works. Right. You can edit this out. So, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Um, we're going to be working on getting a set schedule out so we can sort of crank these things out. Uh, we're sorry for the yeah, big for delay sure. between last episode and this one. But we're going to be working on continuously also improving audio quality. Uh, we did this one using Audacity, which is a recording app. So, if you guys think the audio sounds better, uh, please let us know. If you have any suggestions, uh, please let us know. And uh, thanks for listening, as, uh, yeah, as always. Please give suggestions, guys. Thank you, All guys. Right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. See ya.